everyone, this is Kate McGaw, founder and CEO of Arclight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and I'm passionate about training leadership agility. And welcome to our podcast. And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. All right. And our topic today is agility at home. Agility at home. I know that Kate is a big fan of agility at home. I know she's a giant fan of retro. She'll retro anything. She'll retro a trip to the supermarket. Yep. So she is ready to talk about how we can use agility at home. And like, so let's just get going. What is agility at home and how do we use it, Kate? Well, listen, it's interesting. I was at the last webinar, we were talking to Michael about agility in the non-tech environment. And as I I pulled out my Kanban board this morning to show a friend something, she looked at it and she went, what's that? And I thought, I need to do a podcast about agility at home. Hence the reason I hijacked this week's podcast for agility at home. So it's basically using i mean Mike, michael on the last podcast talked about agility with a capital a and and agility with a little a and what i'm talking about is using some of the concepts that we use to be agile as an organization at work in a home environment i mean we, the the three pillars of agility are transparency inspection and adaptation and if we want to be transparent and try and do things differently at home then there are some perfect ways to do that using some of the concepts um, of agility. The the simplest one being the concept of having a a Kanban board. Our scrum teams are used to having their scrum board or their Kanban board. Um, But I mean, I I was updating this morning. I had a load of post-it notes on my desk, which were beginning to vomit everywhere. So I needed to get them on my personal Kanban board into my to-do, my in-progress, and my done. And I mean, it's very visual. It lets everyone see what's going on. And it got me thinking, I've done a couple of of sessions for um, my friend who works at one of the universities with her students, uh, where they create their own Kanban boards for their project so that they have their project up there. They have the visibility. This is what's due when. This is the backlog of items we've got to do. This is what's in progress. This is what's done so that they've got that transparency. Um, I have another friend who uses it, uh, has a Kanban board on the wall for, for chores. When the, when the kids are doing chores, they've got the backlog there and, and they prioritize the backlog and the kids grab the tasks and move them across and my and another friend using it to organize her wedding and moving house. But the, the key one for me was Kanban at Thanksgiving and at Christmas, because everyone comes up and says, what can I do? What can I do to help? And it's like you're stuck trying to tell everyone what to do. And it's so much easier when you put the board up, you put the post-it notes up on the wall, you move the picture and we've got to do in progress and done and everything from the turkey to the dessert, there are tasks for everything and everyone comes and grabs tasks. You don't have to tell them what to do. They can look at the board. I remember last year I had things like um, set, set up the table and the chairs in from outside. 
people just saw that on the board off they went to do it and have to tell anyone to do anything so it was a great way to have more sort of self-organizing and it was the best some of the best um holidays that we've had because i wasn't having to tell everyone what to do everyone just grabbed the items so i think the the, the real observation here is home life is kanban not scrum <laughs> yes, yes, because yes. I'm not sure any of our families would appreciate having to do plan and do two week sprints, but yeah. Kanban, absolutely. The continual flow, it's everything from Thanksgiving or Christmas Day where it's up for two days versus it's it's something that you do maybe with your that the, the kids do for homework and everyone can see what's doing in progress and done. There's no question about have they done the homework and things like that. So it can be as small as a, a piece of paper with three columns on it, or it can be a foam mounted board in the kitchen, whatever it needs to be. It's just, if you think about a traditional to-do list, you, um, write it out at the start of the day, you stroke stuff off as you do it, new stuff comes in, you've got to add it to the to the, the piece of paper. And then for those of us that are neat freaks, we've got to rewrite it every morning because it, it's got to look neat every day. Whereas a Kanban board, you're adding a post-it note and you can simply rearrange the orders. This is more important, this is going to go first. So you simply put that sticky note at, at the top of it. So you can use tools like Trello, the free Trello board and electronic tools if you want, but all you need are some post-it notes and a pen and a blank wall and you've got yourself a Kanban board. And this today's podcast is sponsored by 3M, where you can get all your post-it notes, whiteboards, and whiteboard markers. So 3M for all your Kanban needs. Thanks, Kate. Not a problem. I now back to that. our regularly I scheduled know. podcast. I know, but they're so good. There are so many different colors of post-it notes or other brands of stickies. So I, I, yeah. I am thinking that maybe I do just need... because. One other observation, I noticed that when you talked about Kanban, to do in progress, there's no QA column. That's sad. I do miss our friends in QA. <laughs> Unfortunately, QA is not part of home life. So the, though yeah. with my 13-year-old, I think he does need some quality assurance. <laughs> I think there is some testing that does need to be required yeah. for his work. We've talked, you and I have talked about this offline personally before about there's so many tools mm -hmm. now. Yeah. There are so many options baked into our computer and our phone mm -hmm. and or that are freeware. Do I use Trello? Do I do use a to-do list? Do I use Jira? Do I mm -hmm. use Freeform? Do I, there's so many options, but ultimately like, what am I really looking at? And so I think that the message here you have like, no, we have a board and we put it somewhere central. Yeah. And everybody knows that's where you go. That's the source of truth. Mm -hmm. Rather than because I know that I start my day, I have a remarkable tablet. And today's podcast is sponsored by the remarkable tablet <laughs> for all Ryan's writing needs. But I have I, I have a remarkable, uh -huh. which I love because I've eliminated a lot of paper, and I use a daily planner in it. And I go okay. and I put down my here are my meetings and I uh -huh. have my to-do list. But I'm in other like notebooks and writing other notes, uh -huh. and I have to go back there to look at that and check those things off. Yeah. And so even that becomes like it's one step removed from where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, it's it's a, it's more tool overload. I just try yeah. and dedicate myself to that. 
But I am thinking as we talk, like, yeah, maybe I do just need like a little Kanban board here yeah. to the side with a colorful note that I could be like, this is what I'm working on. Put the post-it, boom, boom, yeah. boom. I was just going to say, for me, it's getting it out of my brain. Right. And I can, I can, when I'm training, I can't go into monday.com or, or Trello or any of these Kanbana apps to add something, but I can absolutely grab a pen and put a sticky note down. Wow. So to me, it's, it's ease. And I've tried them all. I, I come back to the pen and paper every, every time. And yes, I'm killing the trees, but there's something tactile about being able to trash it or put it in the done column at the end of the day. Um, I, the, our viewers, our listeners can't see it, but I'm holding up a post-it note because I, I do have a post-it note, post-it notes yep. on my desk and yep. I often run in and jot a little note to myself and put it here yep. and, you know, like got another one here that I need to remember to, yep. you know, put in a system. Yeah. And I, I, but I think that what you just touched upon is there is that there is something when we have a pen in our hand and we put it to mm -hmm. a surface, a real yep. surface with friction that yeah. our brains, some of us, I'm not saying all of us, but mm -hmm. for some of us, our brains really are like, no, I'm doing a real thing. And I'm going to really remember this information in a very different way. Yeah, That is one of the reasons I love my Remarkable because mm -hmm. it feels like writing. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like a glossy, like iPad where I'm typing mm -hmm. in something or whatever. Like I like the friction. I like the feel of that paper. And again, yeah. today's podcast is brought to you by Remarkable. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah. it, 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 I think it is important that, yeah. that, that tactile, that visual, and, yeah. and there is nothing more satisfying than like taking a post-it and moving it from a column. Exactly. A column. Exactly. And then trashing them at the end. Cause you run out of stuff. Right. And just being sure. like, Nope, yeah. there, there's mm -hmm. that day that's done. But let, I, I want to touch upon this because it's a little different than agile at home. Mm -hmm. You know, I were talking uh, like, again, like you're not doing scrum, you're doing Kanban. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have like home sprint planning. Yeah. But when do you get together and do that sort of, is there any sort of planning or is it like no mom and dad are adding notes to the board? And it's, no, I mean, it's everyone adding notes to the board. It's, right. it's sort of, we, I would, I create the board, but everyone can add stuff to it. If I've forgotten sort of, Oh, you've forgotten about the gravy. You've forgotten about this. So just throw it up on the board. I mean, the, there was a mantra in my house for a long time. If it wasn't on mum's Kanban board, it's not happening. Right. So because my Kanban board, my brain does not divide up. This is work. This is home. My right. brain is as everything together. So, I mean, if I was particularly organized, I could have different colored notes, sticky notes on my Kanban board. But I don't. I just have the, the notes on the Kanban board that need done. And I mean, we're, we're talking about being agile at home rather than specifically doing Scrum or doing Kanban. Um, and there are a lot of different parts of, of Scrum that I also use at home. I mean, we jokingly talk about my re my love of retrospectives, but I've done I've done those at home at the end of a school year. And I, I've done them in, in non-work environments with people just to check in, even if it's just informally. So what went well? What, what do we want to do differently? If we were going to do that again, how are we going to do it differently? Um, so, so retrospectives is another one that, that I would tend to try and do at home. You talked about a prioritized backlog. And I have, I have an, another colleague who at the start of the summer holidays will sit down with her kids 
and everyone grabs post-it notes again or index cards and writes down all of the different things they want to do over the holidays and then they group them together so is there something that everyone wants to do and then they literally do some dot voting on them so everyone gets three votes they can put three votes on their own thing or they can put three um separate votes on on other people's things and then we have an a prioritized backlog so what is it that most people in the family want to do so it, it's it's a way to incorporate um everyone's sort of ideas and inputs um and then even some tea some some families and we have never done this but i always thought it might be a good plan is some form of weekly huddle um right. where you, right. where you're checking in uh maybe you're checking in on a, on a friday night or something so what were your highs for the last week what were your lows for the last week anything causing you concern any roadblocks what's your plan for what's your goal for next week so it's i mean it's a simple huddle or something or you do it when you go out to dinner you do brunch on a saturday morning or whatever it is just to check in regularly to see if we're talking about inspecting and adapting is there anything we want to do differently how do we better support each other as a family um and i think as as kids get older that i mean when when the kids are younger i think kanban board was more about well let's make sure we're not forgetting about homework tasks and things like that but i think as as families get older they become tools for the family to use themselves because that it's so useful for organizing everything from weddings to moving houses and things like that i mean i remember when we we moved house uh, moved a family member house we had a trello board because there's no way we could have dealt with everything i mean we were traveling internationally to do it there's no way we could have done it with post-it notes in the sharpie but it was on the phone it was on trello and it was amazing because it stopped us dropping the ball on things yeah i know that my my wife is a documentary filmmaker mm -hmm. and i have offered to like come in and say i, I think you guys should use Kanban. Mm -hmm. yeah like you know you have an assistant but things seem to get mm -hmm. dropped like i I've, I've offered if you guys want me to come in i could come in and yeah. show you how to use kanban to like in progress to do mm -hmm. blocked like yeah. here's how you could sort of map this stuff out and you, you know you wouldn't mm -hmm. you could have that daily scrum and talk about yeah. these things so i think it's you know i know you had a sort of a thing about that you know agile and non-technical environments and this yeah. is a little further down that road mm -hmm. but do you do you get together or is it just like when somebody picks up the the task they come and get clarification or is it like you know what in the home you should really know what this means yeah or I mean, because you're not having a daily stand-up no no and and the, the the thanksgiving one they they know what it is if it's peel the potatoes it's it's roast is get the turkey ready for the oven i mean everybody knows if they need clarification where where's this where's that i'm, I'm certainly around to do it but no because i mean there's no way on thanksgiving or particularly christmas morning there's no way our entire family is going to be sitting still to do um some form of of daily scrum or daily weekly huddle or anything so it's it's a living breathing board which just brings visibility and it doesn't 
I mean, even if it just appears, you don't even need to go through and tell anyone what you're doing and things like that. It just appears there and everyone just, oh, okay, I can do with that and picks up and runs with it. So I don't think we need to even over explain it. It's just, it's a way to visualize our work. And it's, it's sort of, a, like you just said, it's a blending of like the family responsibilities. Yeah. People know what to do. They don't really need mm -hmm. a lot of instruction. And Kanban, like yeah. just making it visual, yeah. and giving people a place to go and, and sort of track their work and see what's next on the list. But yeah. again, like we should all know, like take care of the dog or, yeah. you know, peel potatoes or mm -hmm. take out garbage or whatever is at the top of the list, yeah. whatever is sort of there. Like we, we know what those things are. It's yeah. not like go and build new widget X. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> there shouldn't really be anything unique in the system mm -hmm. right there. Now, the I like it because it brings the the transparency. Um, now, you were sort of saying with the retros, mm -hmm. how often would you do it? Like you said, you seem to do like an end of school year. I mean, is it or is it? It's just sort of a like when you feel. Would you like do an ad hoc retro when like things seem to be off the rails a little bit, or, yeah. or what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's not something that we schedule every month like we do at work. I mean, to me, it's something we do it when we think we need it. Um, and it it often will be more informal. I mean, I know I've done them formally at, at home with post-it notes and Sharpies and, and the flip chart paper, but in And how did those go? How did that go? It was fine when kids were younger, not so much. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so it's it's not scheduled. That's what I was saying. It's not scheduled. It tends to be more ad hoc. Something's gone wrong. What do what do we want to do differently next time? So it it's more informal. We're not post-it noting it. We're not tracking it somewhere. We're just having a conversation. What do we need to do differently going forward? So um I think I think even informally, and if there's more than a couple of people involved, then sort of post-it notes and sharpies or things like that are good so you hear from everyone but if it's just a couple of people then it it can can definitely be more informal i want to dig in a little just real quickly about sort of more of like the personal kanban mm -hmm. for your own personal activities i know there's a lot of people um i think more in the get it done camp where it's like you get up in the morning and it's important to put do that brain dump put mm -hmm. those things out. Is that what you personally do? You get up and you sort of make your to-do list and organize your board or what do you, what do you think about that? No, I mean, I tend not to, I mean, I, I wish I was slightly more focused at looking at it in the morning. I tend to get buried in emails when they come in and then I'm sort of, as stuff's coming in, I'm adding stuff to the board and then at that point, I'm looking at the board and I'm going, okay, so what what do I need to move to doing? Because I can't have six things in progress at once. Mm -hmm. What are the one or two things that I have to get done today? And sometimes mm -hmm. I'll take them off my board and put them on my my screen or my laptop right. or something like that. Because looking at the, at the board with the vomit of post-it notes can sometimes be a bit, oh, stressful because I've got so much yes. to do. But right. I, mean, I was feeling super stressed this morning because I had big fists full of post-it notes from my table from I was training all week. So just ideas kept coming in. People needed things to do. And I'm sort of, OK, I need to take myself away from the laptop into a coffee shop, 
and sit down with my post-it notes and look at them, which are the priority ones. So it's amazing how calming it can be once you get the mm -hmm. chaos and you just put it on the board. So, I mean, I will look at the board every day and grab the top one to two items and the most important items off the board and then make them visible and then get those done and then move them to done. And I mean, I also added an extra area to my board called pending. For me, it was things, particularly work things that I've that people are doing for me or something that I don't want to lose sight of or the mm -hmm. things I need to follow up on. They don't need done now, but they're things that I need to follow up and make sure are done. So I actually created a pending. So I have to do doing done and pending column as well. Pending. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of people talk about I, I read a lot of articles on you know, efficiencies and to mm -hmm. do lists. And, and like you, I think I've tried so many of these applications mm -hmm. just out of like a sheer sense of like, oh, let me play with this cool yeah. thing. But then if you don't make it a habit, yeah. it you know, you quickly sort of set it aside. But a lot of people talk about that they can become overwhelming. Yeah. And how do we stop ourselves from getting overwhelming? And I know that when I'm working with teams and they see like, oh my God, our backlog is growing mm -hmm. and growing and growing. And they feel a weird pressure from it. And I'm like, yeah. those are many, many of those things are ideas. Many of yeah. those things that we're not going to do. And that, like everything there is not a work item that you yeah. one day necessarily touch. So like the backlog can grow as big as it wants. Yeah. We'll prune it from time to time. But people do feel that sort of psychic pressure from a to-do list or a Kanban board or a backlog. So I think navigating that is super important. And I came up with a plan today for that very reason. So I created, I have another piece of paper, which is stuff that is not urgent, but it's stuff right. I don't want to lose sight of because right. it was my, me, me, my backlog on my board was vomiting off the board with post-it notes. And so I don't want right. to, it's just, it's overwhelming. And when I have a team that has that scenario, I'm sort of, we'll focus on what's for this release, put everything right. else in another bucket. So that all you're looking at is your top 50 items for this release. Let's not stress everyone out by having 300 items there if our focus is the top 50. So create a subfolder or project, however you do it in your system, so that mm -hmm. you're focusing on the items for the release and everything else is hidden from sight and you can go find it if you need it. But it's every time you look at it, it's stressing you out by looking at it. Yes. And and I think that, that people need to understand, like, mm -hmm. just because an item is in the backlog doesn't mean that it has to be done. Like, if it's not in the sprint or it's not on the board, don't worry about it. And that yeah. brings me to something. The work in progress, I think what gets lost with Kanban in particular, mm -hmm. is the work in progress limits. Yeah, You really only do one thing at a time. Yeah. So I think people lose that and they're like, but I need to do this and this and this and I've assigned this to myself and I need to do it. It's like one thing at a time. Yeah. And you really, that's why as a scrum master, I do not encourage teams to pre-assign work Yeah. because it silos the work and then they're like, well, this is my work and I can't ever worry about yeah. anybody else. Then you're not being a good team member because yeah. you really should have your eye on the team. That's a divergence. One last real big question that I want to know about your post-its and about yeah. your work. Do you size them? Nope. No. You no. don't even put like a little one no. or a two or no. even your personal ones. No, nope. nothing. It's not worth the effort to me because they all need to get done. I mean, 
some of them if i think they're too big i'll divide them up and create smaller ones i have uh, a project to do with a client and i can't have one post-it note because then it's just overwhelming so i have it divided into four smaller post-it notes. right so i can do one of them this week and one of them next week but no but for me it's not worth the effort sizing them so I know I sound a bit like a hypocrite because I do tell my teams they need to size their work. <laughs> but here I am just admitting on live podcast. No, I don't size the post-it note, Ryan. Why would I do that? Shame. Uh, Shame. <laughs> Shame. Oh, come on. I, I I often do that. Like, oh, this is a one. This is a two. This is a one. And then it's just like, oh, I can bust out a whole bunch of ones. Like, you know, schedule that meeting, make that call, send that email. Oh, yeah. I just chewed through three hours. Like sometimes it helps. I don't know. I don't know. Like with the post-it notes, it also might be too much information and cognitive yeah. load on the post-it note. So I can, yeah. I can totally see it. I mean, I've done a, a what I, I called a 10 minute mashup. And that was, I blocked an hour in the morning and I'm saying, okay, which of my post-it notes can I get done in under 10 minutes? Okay. Which six post-it notes am I going to take to do? And those are the ones that I'm doing and focusing on. So, um, yeah, so, however, as we, we time to close out, <laughs> time to close out. Well, you could start it, me on this and I would run all day on this. I clearly, I thought it was going to go, I thought it might be like a more limited conversation, but there's a lot to dig in on here. And I think I am going to, there's a space right here that I, maybe I just need to figure out how to do a little Kanban board for myself. Yep, absolutely. And maybe that will be a bit more efficient. Absolutely. All right. So, Excellent. but again, I love it. Any agility you can do at home is is better than none. So it doesn't need to be perfect. Just grab some some post-it notes or sticky notes and a pen, and you have what you need to do some of the basics like a Kanban board and things like that. So any any you do better than none. Love it. There you go. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.